This is The Party with Serene and Pearl. Get it right, P-O-D-D-Y. Women and men, boys and girls, it's the Trim Healthy Podcast with Serene, Pearl, and Danny. And the show is going to get more and more fabulous every time you tune in. Fabulous vibes are going to pulse. And so don't stop. No. Keep on. Danny, Don't stop till you get enough. Keep on. I'm out. That was a fiery welcoming. Hey, um, got a topic today, Sereni. Oh, yeah, mate. The voices in our heads. Oh. A reason I bring it up was this week I've been reading a book. It's called Life Without Ed. Who's Ed? Well, I'm going to tell you. The reason I've been reading it is my daughter-in-law, uh, Kahuru. She, um, she very public with this and you know i even asked her beforehand if she minds but she doesn't mind sharing but she's dealt with anorexia for many years of her life um she i believe that she's completely walking out of it but it's a journey you know and sometimes we need help in the journey and and but she she's just so amazing the way she shares so freely and asks for help and asks for prayer but it's definitely been something in her life that she's struggled with but she um told me about a book she's reading recently, and it's called Life Without Ed. And she said, you know, many people with anorexia or other eating disorders, they call this voice in the head Ed, and that stands for eating disorder. But it's literally incredible. So I thought, I'm going to read this book just just because, you know, my daughter-in-law is struggling with this and I want to know about it. Well, I read this book and I'm like, but I know Ed. What? I've heard this voice in my head now. Wow. Not to the state where Kuhuru, my daughter-in-law, has where it is where she obeys every word of it. And, you know, it's really been an authority voice in her life. And it's may maybe the only voice that she's hearing anymore. Because this book talks about many people think an eating disorder voice in your head is you. It's it's not you. And the whole book is about separating Ed from you. And it's this this girl who got free of anorexia in the end. I really recommend this book. It's called Life Without Ed. Talks about how she divorced from Ed and her whole divorce, getting rid of Ed. Wow. But, you know, the more I read this book, the more I realized, hey, this is just the Bible. Ed is the accuser. <laughs> you know, the the. The Bible talks about Satan being the accuser and and these things come into our head. They're not us and we think they're us. You know, I used to call myself a worried person, right? That was just me. I'm a warrior. I do this. And there were these voices in my head and guess what? They were the voice of worry and I had to divorce myself from worry. There mm. are things we have to divorce out of our heads. Oh, I'm going to talk about that today. That is huge. Totally huge. And when, when Pearl first told me about the book, you know, I'm like, Oh, oh, Pearl, I can't read it because I don't want to give it a name. What, Ed? I, I don't want to give these voices in my, in, in, the, in my head that I don't want to listen to a name because I don't want to give them power by giving them a name. But when she explained to me yeah. that it just stands for eating disorder, I'm like, okay, I'm cool with that. It doesn't sound too wobbly woobly. <laughs> yeah, you were like multiple personality. Yeah, like I don't want to talk. I don't want to read any multiple. I don't want to have Simon and Ed and Frank and all these people in my head. Oh, no, I rebuke it. <laughs> Jesus, name. But, you know, it makes so much sense. It's a, a eating disorder is, is, it comes from the enemy because it's not of life, it's of death, yeah. it's the accuser. It's a spirit. And so Ed is is, is accusations that are totally yes, wrong. Yes, accusations. And, you know, the book talks about this. Ed will tell you all sorts of things. And in the end, you know, many people have died from anorexia. It's so sad. And it still happens to this day. Um, but in the end, you can be so married to Ed 
that you would die for it. But it's not just it. There are other voices in our head that completely destroy our lives, and we think they're a part of us. We think they're so every part of our sinew and cell and part of our mind, but they're not, and they're not permanent residents. We have to dig them out and get them out of town. Like it's like it's like we. I look at it like this. I was thinking about it like this yesterday. You know, we have to be governors. Let's call it sheriffs of our town, which is our mind. And there's bad guys that try to come in, right? And for some reason, we just think, no, bad guys are in my head. I just let them walk around. (laughs) But guess what? God calls us sheriffs. He tells us to gird up the loins of our mind, the loins of the parts dragging on the dust, right? The junk. And get them out. And so we have to learn to be sheriffs, to round up the bad guys, put our stinking badge on our shirts, yes. round up the bad guys and hiff them out. And they'll try to get come back in because, boy, they really do. They like the town. They like your brain space. They want to set up residence there. They want to take over. Yeah. But we've got to hiff them out. And sometimes we don't we don't realize because we're so used to them. Yes. And that's like it took you reading a book about anorexia, which you've never struggled no, with. No, I haven't. To find out that Ed was in your head too. Ed was in my head. I don't, and I still believe after reading the book, I, I don't struggle with anorexia. But guess what? I believe so many of us have the thoughts of Ed in our brain, um, even for those of us who binge eat or things like that. Ed can be telling or you. Or even like if you if you eat a little extra slice of cake yeah. the night before, even if it's on Plan THM. Yeah. I've had... Um, the, an eating disorder, a voice. I, yeah. I still hate saying it. Yeah. Um, saying to me, you don't deserve breakfast. Like oh, I'll yeah. wake up and he'll tell me, you don't deserve breakfast. Or you need to work out twice tomorrow. But that was a crazy thought. And I don't listen to that anymore. I used to in, in the younger years. I would listen. Hey, you're listening to The Party with Serene and Pearl. And I'm Pearl. And who are you? <laughs> Serene. This is The Party with Serene and Pearl. Get it right. It's P-O-D-D-Y. It's okay if we get these voices in our heads, but that is the key to identify them and to say, oh, that's an accusing voice. I don't have to listen, and I definitely don't have to obey. Ooh, I got one. Yeah. You're still not doing it. It's a voice. Um, After all these years, Danny, you're still not doing it. I didn't even know it was there till this moment. I'm going to say, man, I can't believe already you're doing it. (laughs) I love it. And I feel the goosebumps thereof. Yeah. So good. You know, this book even, it does, it's because sometimes, you know, people with anorexia just, it's so entrenched into their being, into their mind. They've had this voice for years that it feel like it's so a part of them. There's some actual activities that they talk about. So you sit on a chair and then there's a put your chair next to you that's empty and you actually, you know, you don't have to do this, but you actually talk to this voice and you say, I'm not going to be obeying you or listening to you anymore. You tell me I'm a fat cow. Guess what? That's not true. But when you when you kick the demon out, yeah, bring in the good guys. That's right. Don't don't just leave it vacant. Right. What are you gonna say? What are you gonna say instead? I'm I'm Danny, I can't believe already you're yeah. doing it man you're pulling this off and i'm so proud of you i don't know who this is saying i'm you know but Jesus. it is true but the, you know the, <laughs> yeah, the fact Jesus. is we we fight the Jesus. accuser's voice with scripture so for me you know some of you aren't believers and you just fight with all you've got be just tell this 
you know, tell Ed or the accuser or whoever it is to tell you to eat it two is quarts accuser, of ice cream. Whoever it is, it is. Yeah. All evil voices, no, exactly. all negative voices. They're all the but force you, of darkness. But for me, I fight devil. with scripture. Like yes. if, you know, oh, Pearl, you just, you're never going to be able to do that. Well, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yes. Well, you <laughs> know, when, when yeah. Jesus himself was accused, yes. when he was tempted, what did he fight back with? with he scripture. was the word, but he fought back yes. with the written word. I know. You know, man shall not live by bread yeah, alone. Yeah, you know? every word that Leslie, Yes, from the I mouth can't of God. believe already, already, Leslie, in your life, you're doing it. You are actually doing it. And yeah. it's amazing. Yeah, good job. But, you know, a- another thing, too, is just, right, it's, well, it's just another way of saying it. Don't give them the microphone. Like you said, it's <laughs> yeah. okay for voices to run in your head. What she means by that is you're not going to be able to necessarily control the devil no, the, the, the thoughts but come you just in. control your house yeah you know? and, and and i love the scripture what fellowship hath the light with darkness yes. okay so it's when we fellowship with the voice and we set up home and we talk, start talking back to it and we have a good yarn sesh yeah you know we just have lunch with them and coffee yeah. with them yeah. and just give them time of day but the bible says what fellowship yes. do you have with that uh-uh, it's you don't fellowship with it. so true, Paul. It's like I used to say to you, and I think you told your daughter, Meadow, when when negative thoughts would come into my head, I'd be like, sorry, don't negotiate with terrorists. Yes. Right? Yeah. Because sometimes you Especially can sit down. Especially fear voices. You can yeah. sit down, you can actually negotiate, and you can say, listen, I think it's wrong what you're saying to me or what you're doing, yeah. you know. Like um, I'm not – so I think it's good to say, have have like the word definitely, or like Danny said, have good combat, like a line that you're going to put there instead of the accusation. I 100% agree, but I've got to the other side where yeah. I negotiate so much, I give my whole – I sit him down on the counseling couch in my head, mm. the terrorist, the fear, and I say, this is why I'm not going to listen to you. And I'll spend an hour yeah. dealing with the voice. That's exhausting and that's too much and that's time. Yeah. And that's and, and so now I'm like, hiff him quick, but do it quickly mm. because even if you've got great answers, too many um, – too many things to say back is spending too much time. It's communicating with the terrorists is what I kind of think. Well, that, that's where I think slogans or some people call them mantras or something. But yeah. any a, a, a phrase that you have memorized really helps. I'm that girl is one. Uh, what if you could is one. Yeah. These are things that are prepared in our minds that are sitting ready like little warriors mm-hmm. that no, can help true. us fight. No, it's true. You've got to have something ready. Like, yeah. Serene, I don't nego- fear comes in. I d- sorry, I don't negotiate with terrorists. Right. Like, for me, when I used to wake up with fear in my years of when fear and worry overtook my life, I'd it got to the point where I'd wake up at night, the first thoughts that entered were terror, fears, because it had overtaken me. So I'd be like, oh, my goodness, you're going to get breast cancer, things like this, you know? They come in the night. Yeah, they do. And All the right. Bible even talks about that. So I just have this ready in my, and I'd even speak it out loud on my way to the bathroom at 3 a.m. Yeah. in the morning. No, God has not given me a spirit of fear, yeah. but of love, of power, yes. and of a sound mind. Hey, you know what? So just the, speak it. One of the hard things um, for me is learning to identify the voice because for me, it's not like I will hear audibly or even internally. You know, the internal audible in your mind. I won't like process the sentence. You're not doing it, Danny. After all these years, you're not doing it. Instead, I will just be feeling it'll be a feeling. And I think a lot of these voices first present themselves in feeling form. So 
Have you ever been in a funk where like it's been a good 30 minutes to an hour and you're just upset and you don't know why? Or mm-hmm. you're just at edge and somebody's trying to talk to you and you're just like, oh, I can't even talk to my kids right now because I'm trying to solve. I don't even know what, but yeah, I'm in a I've funk, yeah. right? Yeah. I think that funk is is that voice. It's I think depression. Yeah, yeah, whenever I get in that funk, I'm trying in in my current years to when the feelings are negative or where I'm feeling anxious or something, I try to get to the root of that by asking what is the voice that's banging on in there. And guess what? Sometimes I don't even do that because I feel like that's counseling couch. I, just for me, my personality, and other people mm. might need to do that, but my personality likes to analyze. Yeah. So if I spend time sitting, oh, what was that that caused that? Or how, I feel like I'm just spending a whole lot of time with with introspectively, mm-hmm. which paralyzes me to give out to, to, to my family, to my children, to the world around and to be creative. It kind of just like slows everything down like quicksand and I'm just being processor. Yeah. So um, one of my new mantras is, I'll oh, get off the counseling couch because sometimes I counsel myself too much. Some people don't counsel themselves enough. <laughs> enough they might need right. to get yeah. on the couch. Like yeah. you, Danny, you might you might need to get on the couch and say, well, why am I feeling like that? Yeah, yeah. But for me, I think men don't I counsel themselves enough. I naturally am like going through stuff like that. So I'll be like, You've been telling yourself for the last afternoon, okay, in the future, you're not going to do that. You're going to say this to yourself. Yeah. You're going to do that. Now this, we're going to put these setups. Like I'll put parameters in my mind. I'm, I'm like a, you're a, a You're a processor. Processor. So my one mantra lately in the last year is get off the counseling couch, Serene. You've already gone through that. That file is, um, you know, got a big slash across it, like already processed. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny because I, I – um. I think maybe males are less inclined to process and even think about their feelings at they don't, all. And they don't know why sometimes. Like my husband, if we're having an argument, words, I can beat him hands down. So easy for me. Words just come. Yeah. You know, and my poor man, he's a strong, silent type. He doesn't know how to bring words in an argument. He'll just clam up and go stronger and silenter. You know? <laughs> <laughs> he can't beat me. But it's a stupid, useless thing to try and go at it, you know, who's got the best comeback anyway. Well, even, even kids but, will do it. Yeah. But, you know, men, they say they don't have as many words as women. You know, as women, we, can, we speak about 120 words a minute. We think 1,300 words a minute. That's and scary. And sometimes it's more than that because you might think those words, but you've got pictures yes. and, and emotions and feelings that represent more thousands of you words. You have a movie yes. going yes. alongside. They're color and they're vivid. And, and, you know, it's not just the Ed sort of voice that's an accuser. I realize the other voice Ed's a different voice to him. Sometimes it's saying, oh, Pearl, you know, you don't need that much fat on your salad. Another time it's like, um, you're hungry again. It's been one hour. I'm not hungry. But the voice says, no, you're hungry again. You need to go have another snack. You need to have, go go get yourself some cheese and hot sauce. Come on, you're hungry. I'm not hungry. It's just these voices in my head. So the voice in your head might be, you need that quart of Hagen does. You really want it. You really need it. You've had a hard day. Remember, you eat your stresses. Remember, you eat your emotions. You know, you're that you're that girl who eats your emotions. Yeah. You go have that quart of Hagen does. It's these, and that voice in our head needs to be hold on, isolated. No, you're that voice in my head. You're not me. I'm not yes. listening to you. Yeah. Get lost. Yeah, that's so true. So for, for one person, it could be the voice that's um, that's that's controlling food in a way that it's it's taking it out yes. from, from, from you. The other voice, mm-hmm. I mean, so same accuser, it could be this flip side of it. Like, you know, yeah. just totally saying this is your only comfort. This is the only pleasure. Yes. This is, you know, 
Wow. And we believe these lies. Listen, and then you go back to Scripture, it's like Satan is a roaring lion, always going around seeking whom he may devour. Mm. These voices in our head, they want to devour us, and we've got to be the the sheriff and just heft them out of town. Now, to say that, that is... I know, Serene, you're saying, well, I've, I've got to the point where I just say I don't negotiate. But that was a journey for you, honestly. Oh, that was totally. We can't just suddenly be the person with it all in our heads unless it's a miracle and God can do yes, that. Yeah. And then suddenly become the person who's like, stop sign. I don't even listen to you. Yeah. Sometimes there's a while in between. There is a journey. Real, realizing there's a voice first disobeying it, then pushing it out, and then it might come back, know you again. Oh, I see who you are. No, I'm going to get myself up again. I'm going to push you out of town. It's a journey to that place where the voice doesn't even come back. Listen, with my fear, at first it was a battle, just declaring scriptures against it, just refusing to think those fear thoughts. And maybe processing why you have no reason to fear. Yeah, I had to learn out. I had to find the other side, why I don't have to fear, why God says I shouldn't. That was a process. It was years. Now, because I am just so used to pushing them out and my synapses have changed, there's been pathways rearranged in my brain, I rarely get that fear voice anymore. Honestly, it comes so Odd, odd. It still does now and then, but I'm like, I see you and you're like, oh, that's fear. Yeah. Ha ha. Well, don't try that today because remember, I, I don't even talk yeah. to you, fear. Yeah. And you know, I just heff it out. But honestly, it took a while to get there. And I, I want to backtrack too, Pearl, um, when you're talking about um, Kuhuru um, and and, and this, the voices in the head. I think that she has told you, um, and I think she'd be fine with me saying it, that that she doesn't necessarily even believe the voice. She knows it's lying to her. Yeah, she, does. she doesn't love skinny. No, she doesn't. She, she does believe she looks healthier with the weight on. She does. She does believe that she would be um, happier and ha- her body would be um, more even like… Healthier. Yeah, yeah, for future children. For, yes. And she, that's her whole desire. She's such a beautiful mother. Um, just because you know it's a lie… Mm doesn't necessarily mean yet that you're free it's because that's that's the weird thing about these voices. You, some people serve, um, like, you know, some some women have abusive situations, you know, and they have a beating husbands that beat them and say all these nasty things that they know are lies, but they still somehow cling to that connection. Yes. So, um, yeah, so I feel like so it is a process. Like you said, it's realizing it's a lie, and I believe Kuru is there. She yeah, knows it's a lie. She does. She knows the voices are not true, but now it's like not allowing them to have control even though yeah. they are a lie. Because so lies can still control. Yes. You know? Uh, yeah, exactly. So is it just um, – so once you realize it's a lie, I'm just trying to process this now because yeah. I'm a processor. I know. Um, then, I want you to read the book too, but the book's very yeah. lighthearted. It's just this this so, girl's musings. So yes. now you know it's a lie. Then then you just you the more you ignore it, right? Yeah. The less that that the the grip. Yes, but the author of this book, you know, Life with Ed out Ed. It took her years. Like she does this afterward because this book was written 10 years ago. Not to say somebody can't have no, a quicker No, but drink. she'd fall down. I mean, she actually suffered from, which my daughter-in-law doesn't, uh, bulimia, a binge. She, she suffered from anorexia and binge eating and bulimia. So three different what they would call eating disorders. Right. She had them all. And it was, you know, very, very chronic for her health. Um, but even through this book, as she's writing this book and overcoming, she, mm. she felt like she'd separated from Ed. And yeah. then a week later, she's like, I binged last night. And guess what Ed's telling me? Ed's telling me I'm such a failure. I might as well 
forget it. Maybe I should just give in to Ed. He, you know, he wants me to obey everything and there's parts of me that feel so good when I do. I'm special. I know how to control myself more than the next person. I feel, you know, Ed has this specialness about him too, this eating disorder. Like it's a control thing, you know, and it elevates well, you in some ways. Well, there seems to be a victory to, to yeah. beat the challenge. Can I go victory. this hours, this yes, hours I did without, it. without pleasure of food? And without- look, I know I shouldn't be only 110 pounds when I'm five foot seven, but guess what? I got to 109 and it feels good, you know? And so there's that. And so even her journey through this divorcing from Ed, she'd slip up so many times and she'd go and binge eat and then she'd go and throw up and then she'd go and deny herself. This is the writer of the book. The writer of the book. And I'd think, man, I'd almost want to give up if I was her too, because it looked like she just wasn't getting the victory. And yet every day she said, no, I'm divorcing you, Ed. Oh, I love it. Every day she'd come back and said, no, I might've messed up last night and I listened to you, but today... I'm not going to listen to you. So I thought to myself, is she ever going to get the victory? Because it seems pretty pathetic. You know, I don't know. And then she comes at the end of the book, 10 years after she wrote this book. And she writes this afterward. And she said, some of you may wonder if I ever did get the victory because I know I slipped up so many times. I'm here to tell you today, 10 years later, Ed doesn't even speak to me anymore. I ignored him so often. We got fully divorced. I and she said, it. you know, I, I know <laughs> I know many others that are still going through the journey and Ed's still there talking to them, even though they don't obey them and stuff. But for me, I got to the point where Ed just gave up. I <laughs> love it. And and, and and let's just say that in the simpler words, where the accuser yes. just gave up. Yes. Because there's voices in in your head. Like like Danny said, you know, it's like you're not you're not doing it yet. Sometimes the accuser is just like, you are so unimportant, or you are you are you are you're so you don't have a talent like yeah. other people, or you know, or you know, you're not just quite. I'm just not made for this mothering thing. Other women are good mother, but I don't have the patience for it. You know, you're right. Maybe that's the accuser right there. Yeah, exactly, and, and 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 sometimes the. I feel like it can come to in your calling in life. The the accuser can come and try and rip you from your calling. And and I and I believe in names. My name is Serene, yes. and I believe that was my destiny to be fully serene in Christ. Like find the serenity, find that peace, to find that that deep soul rest. And that's something I have battled. Why should I battle that? You know, <laughs> out of anyone, Pearl, you called Pearl. You know the battle that I'm called Serene, and that's what my <laughs> battle it has been. But um, I am finding it. My my path is getting brighter and brighter. And I, bl- I just found it was even hard for me when I used to go to Florida to find that true rest because I feel like it, would, it was hard to unwind. But this time I really felt like, wow, I'm really learning the joy of peace mm-hmm. and freedom more and more and more every year, every day. And so um, that voice in my head was was anxiousness or yes uh, i got to do i got to do yes and sometimes there's not like jenny said it's a feeling it's not even words it's not even thoughts sometimes it would just be like a you wouldn't even know why you were anxious you wouldn't you couldn't if somebody said describe describe why you couldn't there'd be no reason but um it's a fantastic thing and i and i believe like pearl said with this lady who wrote the book it's that constant ignoring the voice gets quieter and quieter and quieter and quieter you know yeah I also find to, uh, along with ignoring and, you know, s- replacing that voice with the correct mantra or slogan, however you want to call it, I also find taking the right kind of action is also uh, yes, a big Danny. breaker so true. of these, I mean, let's call them strongholds. Mm-hmm. They're 
places in your life of consistent repetitive failure, yeah. when you begin to not only replace your thoughts, but also replace those actions, even, even if you fail Monday morning, take correct action Monday afternoon. Yes. You know, and the more you take correct action, you'll, you'll get those rewards. You'll get that dopamine hit. You'll rewire your brain. You'll, 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 re- you'll change your whole life. Yeah. And, and that's uh, the author of this book was talking about that too in a similar way as Ed would be screaming in her head at breakfast, you need to skip breakfast this morning or only have that bagel, no cream cheese like you've always done. You know, have that half cup of cereal, skim milk. That's all. That's all you deserve. You know that you can do that. You know that your weight won't go up when you do that. And it'll be screaming in her head. And while Ed was screaming, she is making her eggs and her toast and she, you know, whatever – she has to do have a good nutritious breakfast to actually gain her weight. She would do it while Ed was screaming in her head, and and that's what exactly what you're talking about action. Yeah, I almost have a a weird. It's it's not an eating disorder, but gosh, maybe it's a borderline one where I want to get up and just race into the workday mm-hmm. and not think about self care. Which mm-hmm. which by that I mean eating a dash gum breakfast, <laughs> and so. Almost every morning, I just do a dis. It's a discipline. It's still work. I yeah. just make that oatmeal. Yeah, man. I just make that. But oatmeal. it's a discipline. But look at you now. You're sitting here, I'm and I can tell you, you. Yes, and you're looking so healthy, Danny. Thank you. And it's because of that discipline. We're seeing these yeah. things in your life. No, I see the fruit, and when I. And but so, I believe one day you're going to love getting up, and making that oatmeal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, well, you know what? That's the power of this. Is that. I want it to turn into me loving and getting yeah. up and and making that oatmeal. Right now, it's not, but I, but I don't care. It right. doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. I'm going to still get up and I'm going to make the dang oatmeal because the I've, I'm starting to see results, yeah. and those are starting to outweigh the pleasure of racing into the workday. Hey, you're listening to the party with Serene and Pearl, and I'm Pearl, and who are you? <laughs> Serene. <laughs> This is The Party with Serene and Pearl. Get it right, P-O-D-D-Y. Come here, Leslie Potts, because you got your hand out. I have a rookie question. Yeah. Thanks, Danny, for sharing. Thanks, Danny, for sharing. What's your rookie question? My rookie question is, because me and Dan Dan, you're fine, sorry, um, I don't like breakfast either, and we've talked about this before. So my question is, what... Like, okay, so I want to wake up and I want to have a cup of coffee and I don't want to put collagen in it. I'm really sorry. Like, I just want to have cream. Um, How long do I have to be awake? How long after I've been awake and having my cup of coffee before... I need like to put catabolic breakfast. situations. Yeah. Like, how long before I'm really messing my well, blood Well, you sugar see, up? there's no hard and fast rule. Um, but I want to talk to you about something that you just said because you're sitting over there at your Leslie Pop desk and you're like, I heard you and you said, oh, I hate breakfast. Okay, but you're like a weekend and I lay in. Leslie Pops. And it's a relaxed like. You're that girl who mm. can learn to love breakfast, but you have to do it in your own way because I am not a big breakfast eater either. I'm not one of those people that love to wake up and have a huge one. Like Serene's oh, so hungry in the it. morning. That's not me. I want to have my coffee first, but guess what? There are disciplines, like Danny said. I have a discipline now that I am having at least, I've gone up to a quart. It used to be two cups of water with lemon. Now I'm a quart with lemon before I have my coffee. I know that you're going to hate that, but I had to get myself, I had to get myself hydrated. 
Coffee was dehydrating me because I hadn't drunk hardly all night and then I just have coffee and then I didn't feel like water. My body is zinging with this and I still have my coffee, but it was a discipline. Now I love it. I don't think you should wait more than a couple hours. There you go. Okay. Okay. I, and I that's lenient. I would rather me. say don't wait an hour or so, but I think because we're all different, Leslie Pops, you could have your coffee at seven and eat at nine. That's yeah, okay, Serena. We don't want to be legalisms. Yeah. Because I, I, I have been so legalistic in my life. I'm just enjoying the freedom. So I, I'm just agreeing with Pearl. Yeah. The science behind it would be make you more legalistic yeah. with the fact that every hour you or every – Every minute that you wait after being awoken without fuel is lowering your metabolism. Slowing your metabolism. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> go I mean, the knowledge is power. Like Leslie loves that, knowledge. I love the way Serene put that. She's like, uh, you know, she's like, let me bust you with the tr- the reality of physics, but not to don't don't let it you know choke you up on legalism. But at the same time, know that you are you are slowing your metabolism down because that that's kind of along the lines I was going to add. But I want to ask old pops here. <laughs> What when you say you hate? She's younger than you, right? Yeah, yeah. old pops. Old pops here. <laughs> well, she's more mature though. When you say you hate breakfast, do you mean you hate the taste of food? Do you mean you hate taking the time for breakfast? Do you mean what? What is it that you hate exactly? The mindset, Dan. Dan. I don't hate breakfast food. I like it, but I don't like eating while when I'm waking up. Like I, all I want is coffee. So that's, I like, like I, I like do like a breakfast for dinner sometimes. Like I love yeah. eggs and bacon and. No, know. but what happens if you have your coffee and you have your nice read and you just have your okay? I'm awake now. But I don't wait half an hour and then eat breakfast because I wake up at like seven forty-five and you do the coffee and then I'm out the door driving to Nashville. This is it's kind of like a working mama thing. Yeah, I wake right? up at six just to start the process so I can enjoy it. And yeah, and I wish I just I She's choose not. sleep. Here's what you should do. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't I, choose sleep. I like the idea of you having something and not waiting to lunch, Liz, because it is going to slow your metabolism. I was just going to say, I am visualizing for myself and speaking over the waters that within two hours of waking up, yeah. I will have a protein shake. But I will make it before I leave the house. I will do it. Okay, so it's another easy thing for you to do. Meadow got me onto this. I love these things. Oh, my goodness. Although I'm not at home, I don't know their names. Okay. So Meadow, my daughter Meadow had to move to Japan and she gave me these um, oatmeal packets. They're unsweetened, right? Oh, I'm just – okay, sorry. you got to look at me, Danny, so I can concentrate on what I'm eating. I'm sorry. The, I'm saying. I just watched this whole thing play out. Like yeah. Serene can't – like the baby can cry and Serene's like, it's all good. As soon as that baby goes, mama, Serene's like, bring her back, bring her back, bring her back. That, look, she knows, she knows that that's the mama. key word to get her. I know. That's awesome. Can't resist mama. mama. Okay, what are the no name of these can. oatmeal packets? They've changed my life. I make them in a sweatpants oatmeal way. But, Leslie, you could do this. All right. They are unsweetened oatmeal packets. They also have quinoa in them, a little aromanth, and a tiny bit of flax meal. They're still E. They're still on plan. I will cut, go and find the name. They're over at my house. But here's what you do. Leslie, take that packet with you. All you have to do is pour hot water on it and, you know, use one of our um, super sweet, a gen- couple of gentle sweet packets in it. It's so delicious. You know, they say only add three cups, of, three quarters of a cup of water, but you know what I do? I add two cups of water, hot water, then leave it for a while, good while. It, it, oh, yeah. it fluffs up. It's You're so going to bring huge. them to our trip to New Zealand? Yes, Serene, I will. Ooh, I love these things. Yay. I'm with Pearl on, on that for people who breakfast is a challenge. You could add a half a teaspoon of coconut oil, Pearl. Yes. 
Yeah, yeah. for me, for, because breakfast is a challenge for me, oatmeal is the answer because it is this yeah. thing you put in a bowl and you add hot water. And it's you, it revs so your metabolism. Easy. Like I, ease I throw, for breakfast, rev your metabolism. They really do because guess why? Too, You're waking up and guess what you're saying to your body? It's harvest time. Harvest. You know, it's yeah. like everything is blooming it's and morning. blossoming and your metabolism better run fast the because you're going to be feeding yeah. it. Um, I add the THM collagen Brilliant. to mine and, and the THM stevia too. and the THM mineral salt. I do too. Okay, yeah. so you are exactly like me. I've actually, because we were talking a recent party about, you know, bloaty tummies and stuff, I've been just using a lot yes. more of our stevia like yes. you do, Danny. Oh, my, my purest self has been Then gentle sweet. I used to not like pure stevia and oatmeal. Now I'm two donks and it's so good. It's two pinches of salt, two donks of stevia is just perfect. Yeah, yeah, totally yeah that's perfect. salt. You know when the salt's right because it's oh, yeah. like you're not sitting there going, I am eating a salty food. No. You're sitting there going, this is way more flavorful. No, it's rounded. It's, you know, it's yeah. breast milk is that perfect combination of yeah, it's salty and sweet because <laughs> of the know. electrolytes. Well, breast milk has the electrolytes in it and it's like. So what? how much do you drink a day? Of her own. I've tasted. Uh, like, not I've tasted and seen that the Lord is good. <laughs> yes, I have. I'm, you know, not to go on the breast milk I've trail, only tasted once or twice. But I've, I've been asking lately. Like, we are drinking mostly milk you are set made last for party. baby calves. Yeah. And I'm wondering, like, if, if calves drink calf milk, should... Just want to ask hey, Dan, Dan, I know you've been diagnosed with AD&D, but you asked that question last party. Let me tell you about okay. it, okay? Because why are you eating the meat? They were created for humans. It was created as a bounty, oh, okay. yeah, yeah. as 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 a gift. And why why do they like cows can produce so much more abundantly? They have the capacity to mm. produce so much more than and, their and cows. And it tastes would. good. It's like humans crave it. Well, it, well, in the Bible, right. let's just go back to the Bible. Like Pearl said, you'll spot a fad mm-hmm. if if first of all um, it goes against the word. And if you're not a believer, second of all, if it if History. it actually goes against cultural historical applications of how they've fed healthy nations and, and yeah, but the land flowing with milk and honey may have yeah. been breast milk. Well, I don't no. know about that. We don't. How do we know it's not? Well, because because <laughs> I'm he, like Seinfeld. Like, how do you know it's well, not? Because he says eno- enough <laughs> enough goat's milk for the maintenance of your household. You know, the and they were okay. talk they were herd people. The ox milk and the goat's milk, Dan. Okay, Dan. never never the, the never the breast milk. No, Dan, okay. Dan. But here's the deal, Fine. right? On Trim Healthy Mama milk. Let me clarify this. Yes, if you it's need to gain weight, if you need to gain weight, you could drink yes. some whole milk. Yes. You could drink some whole milk if you were if your gut allowed it. I don't think it does. But if you're wanting to lose weight, we culture it, which means take the sugars out of it. So it's like kefir, it's like Greek yogurt, it's like cottage cheese. The sugars have been removed, so therefore it's a lot more slimming food. But you know what? what? Forty minutes in, it's out. It's time. It's bye bye time. Bye guys. See you next week. Right. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.